In today's episode, we have age reversal expert and epigenetic specialist, Larissa Petrini. She uses a scientific approach to helping women see real anti-aging skin results without plastic surgery or exhausting beauty regimens. We get into bio-individuality in skin regimens, anti-aging, sleep, and skin, as well as food and lifestyle. There may be some scratching sounds from Larissa's mic, so I will also put this episode on YouTube with subtitles. This is a great episode. Please enjoy. Welcome to the Kakatibi Podcast, your source for all things health, happiness, and beauty. Hi, Larissa. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited for our conversation. So before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into skincare? Sure. I'm an age reversal expert and epigenetic specialist known for turning back the clock. And what we say and what happens with most of the women we work with is the fact that we give back 10 years, we give back a decade. And when I say we give back, we give back a decade of vitality, energy and vitality. Obviously, this is uh, visible on the body and on the face as well. But what you really get, you get that uh, significant amount of vitality and energy. I am also the founder of Bodyology. This is a proprietary system designed to help uh, high-performing women reverse their age and also sizzle with energy and confidence in their midlife years. And we mainly work with women in their 40s and beyond. Some of my clients are also in their 30s. They want to do prevention in regards to what's coming uh, up in regards to their midlife period. And uh, what we did so far, we helped hundreds of women get back in shape, overcome chronic fatigue, solve dry and sagging skin as well, and also deal with moods and hormonal imbalances. I am currently working with celebrities, with physicians from Switzerland, Netherlands, and the US. And I am also a contributor for Harper's Bazaar, L, Forbes, and Shape magazines. And what are some maybe misconceptions about skincare that people have? I would say uh, the first one, there are a few, but the first one and the one that I hear the most is related to what we put on our skin versus what we consume, what we eat, what's on our plate. In other words, what I like to call the gut-based beauty or the gut-skin connection, some call, call, call it like that. And 70%, this is uh, something that I speak about a lot, 70% of the way our skin looks is in fact influenced by what we eat or what we put inside our, in, in our body, inside our body. So it, it's a significant percentage. The rest, which is 30%, has to do with procedures, minimal or uh, non-invasive procedures, and also lotions, potions, treatments, uh, the, the whole beauty protocol if you want. But this is the first thing I would I would like to mention. The other one is the fact that we need most women, at least those coming our way, they are pretty convinced about the fact that they need super complicated protocols, skincare protocols in order for their skin to look great. 
And again, if we go back to the 70-30%, it's not really the case. I am all for simplifying. I am all for, in fact, cutting to half, if necessary, the whole protocol and using the right lotions, the right potions for that woman, for every single person, because we are very different. And what we actually do with our signature process, we help every single woman move from trial and errors, move from one-size-fits-all solutions into something that's good for them. And this is coming out, this type of information is coming out from the genetic report we use, and it's very personalized. For some women, it's, it's, they need a specific protocol and collagen is on the list, or uh, hyaluronic acid might be on the list just because the level of hydration is not optimal for them. Some women might need more vitamin C. Some other women might need a deeper protocols for their skin. Also, the way we react to sun is very different from one person to another. Some women are more sensitive to sun comparing to other women. So there are lots of particularities, lots of things that are unique for each person. And this is where the one size fits all type of solutions or lotions or potions don't do the job. They are not solving the the real problem there. And oftentimes we spend a lot of money on those expensive creams and lotions. We also waste effort in the process, sometimes just because we want to do, we think we do a deeper a thorough research on Google and what's coming out is not always what we need. So I would say these two are the biggest misconceptions for women. You call yourself an age reversal expert. Could you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about what is the first step someone would take in their own age reversal journey? Where should they start? Mm -hmm. So when I say, when we say age reversal, because this is our uh, brand promise in the end and our signature process uh, promise, age reversal has to do with what's going on at the cellular level. That energy and vitality we promise has to do very much with what's going on deep, deeper. When we talk about age reversal, what we actually do, we work with everyone in order for them to reverse their biological age. So there are two types of, when we talk about our age, we are pretty familiar with what is called the chronological age. The biological age is what we actually deal with and what we do with our signature process. So the majority of us will be or are completely unaware that we actually have these two ages. So in short, chronological age, which is the exact number of years that Uh, you have been alive. And the biological one is the true reflection of how your cells are aging and how they, they have been affected by your diet, exercise or movement, lifestyle, and also environment. Now, the difference between our biological age and our chronological age is calculated by taking the average methylation status of the genes associated with people within that specific age range. Now, methylation, for those who are not familiar with the term, is a chemical process that sits above your genes and also regulate their function and how they express themselves in our body. 
Now, going back to your question, what are the first steps? What can we do in regards to this process? It's not a, first of all, it's not a, an overnight type of solution. It's not a quick fix. And it's also the reason why we work with people in either six months containers or 12 months containers. We don't promise overnight solutions because changing, shifting from a certain lifestyle that was not necessarily healthy or optimized into something that has the power to actually reverse your age, it takes time for that. It takes time on one side to implement the the, the new strategy. And then it also takes some coaching in order for the person in case to change her habits, to shift from eating from time to having uh, disciplined meals, for example, or going to bed, uh, bed the, at a certain hour and so on. There are pillars in our strategy we start working on, depending on what's coming out from the report. And I will just mention a few. Diet is definitely there. How that the person reacts, specifically reacts to proteins, for example, and then to carbs. And depending on that, we can also design a, a personalized diet. Saturated fats, unsaturated fats specifically, they are treated separately in, in our report. Vitamins, minerals, specific needs for those as well. And then the whole pillar on mental health. And uh, under that pillar, we have stress how the person can best manage stress and how she reacts to stress in the first place. Sleep is is there. And then we have specific diseases, predispositions for those lifestyle diseases that are coming out, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson, dementia. And then we have the immunity and gut pillar. And the last one is the skincare pillar. So we have a 360 approach. And based on the report and what's coming out from the report, we design the the strategy for that specific person. We like to call it the body Bible. It's literally like a body Bible. It's the type of strategy that you can put on rinse and repeat for the rest of your life once you have it. So it's, it's pretty powerful. And from my perspective, it's also the future of health. We will hear more and more about epigenetics. And epi, just for your listeners, in case uh, this is a new term, this is coming from the Greek prefix, and it means on top of or in addition to. And it's very much linked with the way our genes behave and how they function inside our body. If you want, it's the this is the inter- intersection between genetics, nutrition, environment, And also how diet, micronutrients, exercise, stress and sleep can all change that methylation and the way our genes uh, express themselves in our body. What are some specifics that you can learn from a client's DNA that can help them look, feel younger or just healthier? For example, I I can use a a very recent example from this week. One of my clients, she just got her report from the lab and I I analyzed her report and we had our first private intensive uh, session. And what came out from the report, and I will just give you a very simple example, she doesn't have any special benefit from consuming unsaturated fats. 
And she was sure she's eating healthy and she can have plenty of seeds and nuts and olive oil and she can still have them. It's just that the benefit is not there for her. Another thing that came out from the report was the fact that she has a predisposition to actually lose selenium. Selenium is a very important mineral specifically for us women in regards to or when it comes to our hormonal balance and the way our hormones function. So that was another key information because she needed this specific uh, supplement uh, on the list of supplements. And then I will give you uh, the third example from her report. And this is under the skin pillar. What came out from there was the fact that she cannot, because she has a high sensitivity, high dermal sensitivity is how we call it. She cannot use certain minimal and high-invasive interventions. Even though she was very keen to try those, such as microneedling, certain lasers, she can only use radio frequency. She can also use some face massage. So we personalize the protocol for her in that direction as well. Of course, the conversation is longer. This is a 200 pages report, but I just gave you three examples, one from skin, one from the supplements pillar, and the other one from diet, to understand the fact that with these tweaks, you can actually get faster to what you need to to get in terms of results and the way you feel overall. So when you're saying that she can't do more invasive procedures, you're saying that she might like hyperpigment more likely or develop more scar tissue? More of the scar tissue, yes. And uh, this would also trigger inflammation, skin inflammation. There is a a larger conversation in regards to inflammation and uh, what's going on inside the the body with chronic inflammation specifically this time. We also call it uh, silent inflammation. That's another type of info that's coming out from the report. So in her case, inflammation was triggered. And then yes, and she actually experienced this. She tried the microneedling specifically, and she experienced some scars that were there for a longer time than than normal. And her face was red for too many days or way too many days than different from someone else who doesn't have this high sensitivity or high dermal sensitivity in their report. So it was very interesting for her to to see that. And then another surprise for her was the, and this is coming from the movement pillar, there is a very rich if I can put it like that, pillar in the report on movement and exercise, she was doing a lot of cardio. She was so keen on running in the park and she loved that because she was. it was something that also helped her with stress, with her stress strategy, if I can call it like that. And cardio was not the right type of exercise for her. That was another surprise. She needed something else. She needed a combination of stretching and lifting weights. And inflammation, again, is the answer. So when she was involved in a high cardio type of exercise, her body triggered inflammation. And this is also the case for me. I also did, obviously, the the test. And this is coming out from my report as well. In my case, I wasn't, I was aware about that. My body was so reacted fast at any type of cardio exercise and I, there was no pleasure in doing any type of cardio exercise. So I knew my body wisdom, if I can call it like that, was there. In her case, she pushed that very hard just because she was keen to get rid of stress as well. So she had double benefits there. Yes, I definitely know that because I work with a lot of women that have hormonal imbalances, especially Mm -hmm. like estrogen dominance, PCOS, autoimmune, things like that. And I always tell them, 
maybe cardio is not the best idea because it just makes you more puffy and inflamed mm-hmm. exactly. and you don't need that. Mm-hmm. And there is a percentage of women who can actually do cardio, but it's not very high. Mm-hmm. I have a few clients yes. who can actually get along with cardio, with running and, and jumping and stuff like this, but the percentage is way too small. And it's the same with keto type of diet, the way they react to, to fats. And this is coming also out from the report. Keto is not for everyone. And when it comes to hormones, if you don't pay attention to certain pieces in the puzzle, you might simply do harm to your body just because you go so much on that avenue without knowing the, the potential uh, side effects of that. So this is another thing that we clear out for women because it's uh, they have this question can i go on this avenue or that avenue what type of diet can i engage into what's the best diet for me and it's an interesting conversation and specifically yes. when you start working with someone who's coming from a keto type of diet and high cardio and they're pushing and pushing their body when they hear there is another easier <laughs> solution for them that doesn't involve so much effort and pushing all the time fighting almost with your body they're so happy with with the solution and of course when they also see the results they are incredibly um, pleased with that yes i did try keto a long time ago and i noticed that i my cholesterol went up i was more inflamed and then i tweaked it a little bit and when i do lean keto Mm -hmm. dairy moderate low fats then it was perfectly fine. It's so weird. It's individualized what people can do. And I definitely think there's a huge difference between what men can get away with and what women can get away with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And not to mention the fact that most research is done, I'm talking about specific research is in the movement area and also health and beauty area are not done on women. And the reason is hormones. (laughs) We are not predictable as men. And because of that, Women are simply avoided. I don't. I, I don't want to to use another word here. So men are preferred for the studies, and some studies are simply not relevant for us. Mm-hmm. For example, the high the studies done on high intensity training. Most of them, if not all of them, are done on men. And we we take that information without checking whether or not it's good for us. And we are very different from men. That's the truth. And the number one reason has to do with our hormonal setup or makeup. Yeah, I think what you do is great. The fact that you are a health educator and you have experts on your show explaining all these things, I think it's so important. And there is a huge gap of information in regards to lots of topics. Yeah, a lot of people, they'll follow a specific influencer and they just want to copy what they're doing when their genetic makeup, their lifestyle, their stress levels, everything is completely different than yours. Exactly. And I work with celebrities and I can share with you the fact that the recipe, the strategy is not the same for one celebrity to another. They have completely different strategies. And just because they share in an interview a specific lifestyle uh, strategy or diet or movement, it doesn't mean it's right for us. Not at all. Mm. Are there any new treatments or peptides or a new thing that's coming out or ingredients that you are interested in now with age reversal? I am more interested in what is called or what we call functional foods. And the reason for that, again, is the fact that when you focus on what's going on inside 
And when I say inside, specifically at the gut level, our gut, as I'm sure you you already know, because you also deal with this type of topics, is the control center of our body. And if things are out of balance there, everything goes south, if I can put it like that. So tackling aging and getting the the best skin we can get, I don't want to say perfect skin because it's not the right word. So getting the best skin you can get has to do a lot with what's going on in our uh, gut. And deep down inside our gut is where real aging begins. It all boils down to poor digestive function. So anything that would help that, whether we talk about prebiotics or probiotics or adding certain foods or eliminating certain foods. I mentioned unsaturated fats. Uh, I gave this example with my clients. She started to eliminate, even though for most people or lots of people, seeds, nuts, and olive oil is healthy. It wasn't really beneficial for her. So in her case, she responded better to saturated fats, non-unsaturated fats. So this is the control center of the body. And we don't study enough the gut. We just started to study this amazing organ or this second brain in our body just a few years ago. I think around 10, which is interesting. It's very interesting since everything, uh, I, I could also say that's the place where both health and death begins, even though it might sound dramatic. Because whatever happens in the gut will also show up on the skin and will in fact dictate the overall health of our body. So poor health within our gut will starve our skin of the nutrients it needs to thrive can also cause and also increase not only trigger but also increase certain inflammatory molecules in our body and this will either direct or indirect attack the skin and will cause faster aging so this is where we we either start with reset uh, gut protocol and then we move into the hormonal reset protocol so first we, we we start with the gut So I would say I I usually avoid giving away one-size-fits-all type of solutions or supplements or lotions or potions. And the reason is this one. Every single person is very different. But I would just say this. If we focus on what's going on at the gut level and we pay attention and we take care of uh, our gut health, things have the power to improve dramatically. And there are symptoms, certain symptoms, and I can, I can share some of them, we can pay attention at, such as bloating. If bloating is there, there's a, it's a red flag. Constipation, cramps, abdominal pains for no reason, gas, diarrhea, foggy thinking, headaches, uh, low energy. Again, for no reason, I don't talk about those instances in which we maybe we only had a, a four-hour sleep. I'm talking about days in which even though we had an eight-hour sleep, we don't have the energy. Mood swings, sneezing, weight gain, stubborn weight. That's those extra pounds that we, we cannot get rid of. And then at the skin level, dark circles, they are very much linked with what's going on in our gut eczema, 
puffiness, overall puffiness. This could be a reaction to gluten or this could be also a reaction to dairy products. Pigmentation, you mentioned pigmentation. Premature aging, and by that other we mean at our age, at the same age, uh, that have the same age with us, look younger than we look. Under eye bags as, as well. So there are certain symptoms we can watch simply by, by being in tune with our body. And if they are present, we can start there. So can you give me an example? Let's say someone has rosacea and they're on a steroid cream. Where would you start with that? Or in the past when you've seen patients or clients like that, mm-hmm. what was their problems? Like maybe there's three or four things that could be mm-hmm. an underlying cause. What we, this is an actual example uh, of someone uh, with this health condition we worked with less than a month ago. So what we did in her case, we eliminated what I like to call the whites. And by whites, sugar, added sugar. We don't talk about fructose, the natural source of sugar. So added sugar, white flour. We also eliminated dairy products and we eliminated the salt, the excessive salt. She was she used to, to, to pour extra salt on the food as well. So these are the white. We put those on the side and then we did some other things. We increased her fiber level. She started to, instead of uh, consuming bread, she started to consume wild rice or red or black rice. We also added one portion of quinoa, potatoes banana and then papaya so these have higher level of fibers and we added those in the in the diet in her diet another thing that we we did for her we helped her balance her stomach acid level we also asked her to chew for longer we also asked her to eat seated this is something that she wasn't doing enough she was always on the run we also added aragula radicchio i hope i'm pronouncing this correctly endive as well so everything that has bitter leaves because this is something that stimulates the digestive juice and it's important for for the overall uh, health of of her gut and then we also uh, gave her a few supplements and again i don't want to mention exactly i can say one of them was enzymes and another one was a probiotic a daily probiotic and then some other supplements and then once she got back in balance it was magic on her. Magic happened inside her body and also on her face. So this is what we did for her. When you say potatoes, do you mean sweet like potatoes? Cook- sweet potatoes. Okay. Sweet potatoes, and generally we recommend them to be done either in the oven. In her case, for a while, we asked her to bake them to underbake them. So instead of overcooking them, she was uh, supposed to take them out earlier. And banana, with bananas as well, we said we, we recommended her to consume bananas that are not super ripped, rather yeah. uh, on the green side of the spectrum, if you want. And then mm-hmm. papaya. So it's if you want, it's as you can see, this is a combination of foods and supplements. And also a little bit of lifestyle intervention in regards to how she was eating, how for how long she was chewing the, the, the food and so on. It was an interesting protocol and it was a pretty, she got the, the result pretty fast, which is, which is pretty amazing. And we also work with teenagers 
they generally they have issues with acne as lots of teenagers deal with acne issues and we do the same we personalize protocols specifically for their need and the first place we we have a look into is their diet whether sugar is present, whether dairy products are, are there, how many processed foods are there, and so on. And then we also have a look at, and this is something that we do for, for our clients, for all of our clients, we check every single lotion they use. And every actually every single product they use, whether it's a shower gel or a cream for their face or something they wash their hair with. We check them, we check every single label, we check the products, and then we also intervene on the sequence they they need to follow when they use the products as well. Because sometimes we might use the right products, it's just that the way we apply them, the sequence is not right, and there might be some interesting interactions between the products. So let's say you have someone that their skin can tolerate lasers and... Mm -hmm these type of products. If their skin is good quality for them, which ones do you like? Any particular types of lasers, microneedling, PRP, anything like that? I not only like, I also use microneedling is one of, of my favorite. PRP the same. I only do PRP during during winter. Another tool that I love and it's one of my favorite, it's called Plasma Pen. I don't know if you are familiar with that. It, this is a, a laser, a, a very interesting laser that creates micro lesions. It, it literally burns the skin, and it looks it, it you look uh, pretty interesting right after. I also have a nickname because of that in the family. <laughs> they call me Raccoon because of the the way my eyes look when I when I do this intervention. It's an amazing type of. Um, of intervention and it's it creates the lifting effect on your eyes and not only eyes you can literally use it where you have some extra skin or wrinkles that bother bother you even on your body right after you you gave birth for example there is an excess skin present on the belly so that's another place where a plasma pen can be used microneedling is another uh, tool that can be used for this type of situation so i would say these three Plus radio frequency are my favorite. Radio frequency specifically because it's uh, non-invasive, but also because it's, and even though you don't see the results right away, it has the power on the medium and long run to actually help your body stimulate and produce more collagen. And also the type of collagen that uh, is producing there is, is produced by the body is, is at, at a higher quality, different quality. And this is something that happens in our body as we age. The quality of the collagen our body is producing is not the same. It's decreasing in quality. And collagen is another interesting conversation because not everyone is uh, supplementation with collagen. It's very trendy. It's there, lots of articles, books even about collagen, lots of supplements and companies selling this. For some women, it's not uh, necessary. It's just a waste of time and effort and money on that. One procedure that I love, you didn't mention it, so I'm going to ask your opinion mm -hmm. on it, is I do uh, PDO threads. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I never tried. And it's it's a great procedure. Don't, I don't want to get me wrong. It's not about that. It's just that I never tried it myself. And it's also not very popular where I live. So probably because of that, I 
usually focus on on the procedures I I mentioned. Another thing that I recommend, if you want, and this is revolutionary in terms of uh, supplementation and the way we take in micronutrients, is IV therapy, intravenous therapy. This is great because your body absorbs everything from that specific injection. It's uh, it's an intravenous therapy. It's not an injection. I just said injection because it looks like that when they put it there for you. This is great because a supplement, a pill type of supplement is only absorbed 50%, while the IV therapy would help your body absorb 100%, which is double. And you can, there are shots. First of all, there are brands specialized in IV therapy. And shots you can do for youth for in order to have a glowing skin. You can also have shots for more energy. And the, there is a combination of, of vitamins and minerals that are great. And the, the result is right away. So you can see, you, you can literally, and lots of VIPs and celebrities are doing this before a big event, before a gala. They simply go in an IV center or in a clinic. They do this and they look amazing for the event. And this is something that I do and I also recommend my clients to do every spring and every autumn. And it's good for a few months. So you do it, you do a few shots, two or three shots once a week, and then you are good to to glow, as we like to say, for a few months after. Okay, because I know there's a lot of those spas popping up and they even have services where they come to your house to do them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to check those out. Yeah, too. the only thing I recommend here is to check whether or not they do this for a while. It's not a new thing, a new company, because it's pretty easy to, to, to mix some vitamins and do some cocktails. So one of the best, if I can mention, can I mention this? And they are present in US is Revive. This is the one that I recommend and they are present in Europe as well. So they are my favorite and I, I always went with them and in their clinics and they have amazing uh, combinations as well. So let's talk a little bit about sleep and why it's important for the skin. What Mm -hmm. happens when someone doesn't get enough sleep? Sleep is one of my favorite topics. And the reason for that is um, probably also the fact that I struggled with sleep for a while. And then uh, lots of women still, even though the level of education is different in regards to what's going on in our body and with our body when we lack sleep, we still think we can get away without it. And I I like to say it's probably one of the most underestimated health factors. And it's underestimated, first of all, because we think, and especially when we are younger, we think we can get away with a few hours of sleep just because we have energy during the day or enough energy to get along with the day. And then we don't acknowledge the timing of sleep. And this has to do with when exactly we go to sleep. And not only for how long we sleep, lots of people are focusing only on the number of hours. There are some other analytics, I like to call them sleep analytics, that have to do with the quality, not only the quantity of the sleep that are important. So sleep and hormones is a very interesting topic as well. And then you mentioned earlier sleep and skin, and I will explain what happens with our skin and with our overall body, in fact, when we when we lack sleep or when the quality of our sleep is not right. Now, we live in a lifestyle or our lives or in our lives, we constantly disrupt our body's natural hormonal clock. And even though we spend 30% of our life sleeping, 
it looks like 30% of the population suffer from sleep issues. There are some new studies showing the fact that women, half, which, which is 50% of women, suffer from sleep issues, which is a lot from my perspective. And it's a lot because our mental, emotional, physical performance, basically everything, every pillar that has to do with our health is affected by the quality of our sleep. And it looks like we sleep less, two hours less than we did a century ago. Two hours less. It's a lot from my perspective. I love, even though I struggled with sleep in the past, I love going early to sleep and getting those eight hours. And I simply cannot function anymore the same way I used to when I was younger. So sleep is what I like to call a force multiplier because it has the power to magnify the results we get from both from food and movement. And skin, if you want, is the last frontier because if we do these three or we take care the right way of these three health factors, food, movement, and sleep, the skin can only benefit from those three. So what happens when we sleep enough? And again, enough is an interesting conversation because, and this is uh, this type of data is coming out from our genetic report as well. Some people can get away with seven hours and some people might need nine hours. We are very different here as well. Some people are morning persons and some people are evening persons. There is a, a term called chronotype. And this is a very interesting test everyone can do. It's available uh, online, it's free, in order to discover their chronotype. There are four different chronotypes. And again, it's interesting to discover what type each person is in order for them to optimize their lifestyle. So when we sleep enough for what we need, we eat less and we also have a faster rate of weight loss. We are also more productive. We are able to focus on a task, to perform, to take better decisions. Our immunity is different and immunity and skin, is very they are very linked. Our skin health overall is different. By skin health, I mean our body is able to produce a different quality of collagen. Elastin, this is also a very important compound uh, in our skin, is also promoted, if I can say it like that, by by, by sleep. Hydration, the level of hydration is different at the skin level. Some other benefits, emotional regeneration. I like to say even better relationships. We are nicer when we sleep better. We are not cranky. We don't snap at people. We don't snap at our partner or our kids. Our hormones are more balanced. And you mentioned that earlier. The level of inflammation in our body is lowered as well. There is also a lower risk for cancer and infection. If there are specific pains in our body, they have the power to decrease as well. Stronger bones, lower risk for Alzheimer and also cognitive decline. This is coming out from some recent studies. And when we do the opposite, we lack sleep, we have bigger chances to gain weight. Cardiovascular diseases are somehow promoted. Depression can, can be triggered as well. We are less creative. Our emotional life is affected. Our social life is affected. So lots of, lots of outcomes that definitely we don't want. Now, one single night of sleep deprivation make us, everyone, insulin resistant as a person with type 2 diabetes. And this translates into aging faster 
at the cellular level and also decreased libido and also storing more body fat that we want. After 24 hours of sleep deprivation, there is, we lose 6% of glucose from our brain. So our brain is literally losing 6% of glucose, which is a very important information because next day or right after we, we deprived ourselves from sleep, we crave candies more. We also tend to crave chips and donuts and starchy, sugary things. And the reason for that is the fact that our body is trying to get back that glucose. It's like a survival mechanism for, for our body. So lots of outcomes, good outcomes, if we sleep enough. And then lots of things that we don't want and we are not even aware of them one of the things we underestimate for example and they are they have they are very much linked with the quality of our sleep is our exposure to sunlight 90 95% of our body's serotonin this is the happiness hormone so called the happiness hormone is located in our uh, gut and is very much linked is one of the key hormones when it comes to sleep melatonin is the second one and we think it's only melatonin and cortisol but in fact it's melatonin cortisol and um, serotonin so these three hormones needs to be need to be balanced in order for us to actually get what we need to get and the reason for that is the fact that indoor lightning is 100 times less bright than outdoor lightning on a sunny day and even during a cloudy day, we get 10 times more brightness just by, by walking outside and taking a few steps. So it's not even a complex strategy. It's something very simple. And I oftentimes say when we want to fix our sleep or we try to apply a, a better strategy for our, our sleep, we should start in the morning. The routine doesn't start in the evening. It's in the morning right after we wake up ideally we should step outside and do those steps not just for the purpose of moving our body but also to to prepare to do some prevention for our yeah i heard that gwen stefani she would sleep 11 to 14 hours a night yeah the, i would say she she's an exception <laughs> to be honest with you this is something that i never i never saw in in any of the reports and i saw hundreds of reports uh, she's definitely an exception and yeah there are some people i usually when i see someone with this type of predisposition in the report i also uh, ask some specific questions in regards to that person's emotional life because sometimes the person the someone who need who would need more than 10 hours of sleep might be dealing with depression or depression and anxiety. So this needs to be checked. And again, it's it doesn't mean it's anything wrong. It just means she's an exception. And so far, I never uh, met anyone with this specific sleep need or requirement for sleep. My whole life, I was incredibly thin, maybe 92 pounds or something like that. And I'm short, though, so... It's, me too it's okay it's, yeah you look you look amazing I, I I said this before before going live so yeah you look gorgeous <laughs> thank so, you I'm, I'm not that weight anymore though uh-huh okay okay so what's but changed? like yes everything's changed after I had a kid but I remember at when I was younger I would sleep nine and a half hours every night it was just normal for me if I woke up and I had 
darkness under my eyes or a puffiness, mm-hmm. or if I was bloated, I would just go back to sleep and mm-hmm. wake up again, and that would be gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so important, and it's uh, the reason why I said it's an, probably the most underestimated uh, factor is this one: the fact that we oftentimes we just have a look at our plate and how may, how much movement we we do and we don't take sleep into consideration and again it's not just rest like basic type of rest it has to do with our internal metabolic energy to to the way our body is repairing itself strengthen itself rejuvenate certain certain organs it's a cleansing process and one very interesting thing happening while we sleep, our cells decrease um, the dimension, the, the volume of our cell decrease 40, with 40%. So they, they are at the 60% level in order to support, to be able to actually do all those things during the night. And it's really interesting what's what happens in our body. It's our it's what I like to call the sleep architecture, and how every single function in, in our body responds to that cleansing process. Sometimes, because at, at some point I did some trainings in the schools for kids, I used uh, certain metaphors, and one of them was the one in which I said it's it's almost like a a few cleaning ladies are are coming in and they take care of each organ and there is a reset, complete reset for, for next day. So do you have any tips for getting better, higher quality sleep? The first one truly is getting outside and getting the, the, the sun exposure, ideally between 6 and 8 a.m. I know this is this might uh, sound harsh for some of your listeners, but our body responds great in between that specific interval. So if we manage to get outside for 30 minutes between six and eight, this would be absolutely great. So this is one of the things. The other thing is to uh, stop eating three hours before going to bed, ideally at 7 p.m. Obviously 10, if we do the math, 10 is the ideal time to go to sleep, for someone to go to sleep. And again, if even for the those people who are evening, so-called evening persons, this is a, a, a strong recommendation. The clock can move one hour, but not more than one. So it could be 10, maximum 11. And the reason for that is the way our body is literally injecting melatonin. This is a very uh, important hormone for our sleep. It's also called the sleep hormone. And another key hormone, and specifically for us women, is human growth hormone. And there is a specific interval in which we get this specific hormone. So for anyone who wants to look young or wants to look younger and reverse their age, getting or paying attention to the timing of our sleep, not just the number of hours, but also when we go to sleep is very important. So going to bed around 10, maximum 11 is is also very important. The other thing is, and I'm sure it's not uh, new for, for many of your listeners, is to pay attention to what I like to call the screen consumptions. So putting the screens on the side instead of scrolling on social media or watching TV or using a tablet and so on, ideally we should put them on the side and switch that or replace that with a book 
or listening to uh, some calming music or taking a bath. There are so many alternative strategies for our evening routine that we can use. It's not even complicated. It's just that with social media, there is an addiction happening. It's a different type of conversation, but this would help anyone a lot. And the reason for that is the fact that that blue light coming from the screens has the power to confuse somehow our brain. We still think it's it's light. It's Our body is confusing that type of light with the natural light. So melatonin doesn't get injected properly anymore. We don't get the same level of melatonin in order for us to go to sleep. Melatonin is the type of hormone that would prepare our body to go to sleep, will make us sleepy to be more exact. So screens, food three hours before going to bed, sunlight exposure would be another one. And then also room temperature and room humidity is important between 30 and 50% is ideal. There are tools we can use to, to measure that. And then Overall, we need to, the temperature needs to be rather lower than higher. So it needs to be a little bit cold in the room. And then there are some specific plants we can also use, and they have the power to, to, to clear the air. One of the most popular is ivy. So we can use ivy for our bedroom, and it's pretty easy to, to find it. And then to sleep in a complete dark room is also important. And lots of people don't pay attention to this or they don't uh, open the windows before going to bed. They don't, uh, and we need some fresh, new, fresh air before going to sleep. So that's another very easy, simple uh, habit we can take into account in order to, to prepare ourselves ourselves for, for, for bed. The screens out of the bedroom, of course. I'm sure this is not new for, for your listeners, but it's very important to replace our phone alarm with another type of alarm clock. So this is uh, this is another one. I would say these are the main ones. Yes. One thing that's new that I realized is going on now is, at least in the States, it, they're changing the fabric that our sheets are made to a very itchy, allergy-causing, mm-hmm. horrible, cheaper, but like very low-quality fabrics. Mm-hmm. And people are getting a lot of like allergic reactions. And a lot of the fabrics, some of the side effects are insomnia Mm -hmm. and they're making sheets and pajamas with them Mm -hmm. so i would also tell people to make sure your your sheets and your pajamas are cotton or linen Mm -hmm. or a natural fiber without any Mm -hmm. funky stuff in there yeah even even silk is i personally only prefer silk for pillowcases it's difficult for me to to use it for the whole thing but it's it's something super friendly for our skin first of all because we talked about uh, sleep and skin this is one of my top recommendations to to change the pillowcases from cotton to to silk and obviously cotton is is great for for bed sheets and then also one of the things that it's for some people it's amusing or fun sleeping naked it's again underestimated we used to do that when we are young and fresh in a relationship but this is actually a very simple strategy we can take into account so this is one and the other one is using the humidifier we used for our baby to continue to use that both for our baby and for ourselves. Humidifiers with cold vapors are amazing for our skin. 
because this is the way we help our skin hydrate from outside to inside not only by drinking water from inside to outside and this is something that we should use along the year during the summer we use air conditioning most probably so the air is very dry and it's not uh, high quality and then during winter we also the, the air is also not very fresh and, and clean as well so it's again simple strategies we don't need to do or to to take into account complex sleep su supplements sometimes they are needed obviously but if we check these boxes and we check the temperature by the way is between 16 and 18 degrees celsius and in fahrenheit it's 68 the minimum would be 60. Another plant that would help is, is called snake plant. So it's either English ivy or snake plant. Humidifier, bedding and sheets. Ideally sleeping na naked, no screens, blue light blockers or ditching the, the screens altogether. So simple strategies, but very effective. And I wanted to touch a little bit on some foods that are healthy for your skin before we go. So mm -hmm. what could you recommend for food choices? Anything green. First of all, anything coming from Mother Nature and not from a factory. <laughs> I like to make this distinction. So if it, we are talking here about whole foods, obviously, we don't talk about processed foods. And we apply a common sense rule as well, because sometimes we can find the whole food in a package just because it's the way that should be. For example, lentils or any beans, they still have a package and they have a, they have a barcode on it. Uh, it's still a whole food. Whole foods, and we start with strong colors. We can start with anything green, as green as possible, kale, spinach, broccoli. So if it's green, if it's strongly, if it's a, a strong color, it's great. Anything that's purple and orange is also great. So if you want, we can apply the, the rainbow colors strategy. So it's a pretty, a pretty simple strategy to take into account, both for fruits and veggies. When it comes to fruits, the best ones are berries because they are full of antioxidants, they are low glycemic, there are lots of, lots of benefits from there. Healthy fats, such as avocado, again, depending on how uh, a person would react to specific uh, types of, uh, of fats, I, I gave you the example with my clients. In her case, we switched and we uh, did some other recommendations for her. But healthy fats in general would help our skin a lot. Avocado is an example. Virgin olive oil is another example. Nuts and seeds are um, also good examples. So these are on the list as well. Lots of water. And the amount is not two liters a day for every single person, no matter their weight. It's 5% of our body weight. So this is the, the right amount for everyone. And yes, it might sound like, oh, it's a lot of water. We need that in order to flush out the toxins, in order to actually feel great and for our skin to, to, to look hydrated. What else is on the list? The beans and legumes are also very good. Lentils are great. If we like hummus, chickpea is also great. And when it comes to beans, the red beans or kidney, I think you also call them kidney. Kidney is also great. So this is another example. We can also have from time to time dark chocolate. 
just not to to overconsume. This is also good for for our skin. And of course, I am talking about high quality type of chocolate with a lot of cocoa inside, and ideally with no or very little sugar. Eggs are great for our skin as well. And eggs is the type in general. It's the type of very clean protein and high quality protein that that we should take into account as well. Specifically because meat. When we talk about meat, for some people it's easy to find clean sources, but not for everyone. So eggs uh, are great as a, a strategy to to add them on our list in order to get that. So I would say these are the ones. I hope I I didn't miss anything, <laughs> but these are the main ones definitely. And can you tell us a little bit about your book, Keep Glowing, and what we can learn from it? So Keep Glowing is coming out uh, in September. This is the the date we are releasing the book. The book is going to be out. And the book is focused on what we can do in our 40s and beyond. And the reason why it's called Keep Glowing is exactly the fact that I don't think anyone should stop glowing just because they are in their 40s. And it's built on, on the same pillars we, we built our signature method. We talked about a few uh, pillars in our interview. Skin is there, sleep is there, shape is there. And under shape, we have movement, we have diet and supplements, obviously. I also talk about women's sexuality in their 40s because lots of things are changing once we hit this, this specific... I don't even know if I should call it... Uh, turning point because I don't want to sound uh, at all pessimistic it's definitely uh, the book in itself is a it's 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 bringing in a, a lot of hope and simplicity it simplifies a lot the information in regards to midlife years in regards to what's going on with our body once we age because aging accelerates in our 40s that's the truth how can everybody work with you, find you online and social media? There is a free guide for your uh, available for everyone at 10yearsback.com. 10 written, it's written with T-E-N. So 10yearsback.com, this is the first place. And then uh, keepglowing.com, this is the place where they can register for our upcoming master free master classes. And then on social media, I'm, I can be found by my name. Larissa Petrini. And then an easy way to, to understand how we work and what type of data we use and what type of recommendations we do is to download our app. The app is called Bodyology DNA. And this is a great way to, there is free access for 48 hours for everyone. This is a dedicated app for our clients. This is the reason why it's not for, the access is not uh, free and um, uh, lifetime. It's a great way to actually experience what we do. And then if uh, anyone is interested, um, they can reach out and I can definitely explain uh, more. I will put all of that in the show notes, including your social media links. Thank you so much. And is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with before we go? I would say because we the last topic we talked about was was my upcoming book Keep Glowing is definitely what I would say to every single woman and especially if they are in their 40s and beyond things can be turned around we can reverse lots of things inside our body at the cellular level and not only even certain skin conditions even certain health issues that we lost hope on uh, or about it's definitely uh, possible.
again, thank you so much for being with us thank today. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for your invitation. I had an episode a while back with Dr. Mona Fahum of Feminescence, and we spoke about Feminescence, Maca Harmony, and their Maca products. And if you're a woman who's ever had hormonal imbalances, if you're trying to come off the birth control pill, or even if you're going through menopause, this is a natural way to help ease that transition and to help balance your hormones. There's nothing quite like it, so go to Feminescence.com, enter code CAT15, K-A-T-1-5, for 15% off any of their single pack products. And definitely go check out the episode. Just search for Mona Fahum on my podcast and listen. You won't regret it. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you made it this far, I'm sure you found some benefit to the hard work that I put into the show. Show your support by subscribing to the podcast. Leave me a voicemail question or email me at thehealthfulgypsy at gmail.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Be sure to join the Facebook group. You can find all that information in the show notes and my website, katkatibi.com. This podcast is for informational merrymakings and metaphysical purposes only. Statements and views are not medical advice. This podcast, including Kakatibi, disclaim any adverse effects by the use of information you may have heard. Opinions of guests are totally their own. This podcast does not endorse statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications, credibilities, or sanity. Individuals may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to on the podcast. If you think you have a medical problem, consult with a licensed medical physician, not just the spirit of your ancestors while on ayahuasca.